Gratitude is more than the greatest virtue. It is also the mother of all virtues. Spoken by Cicero, Roman philosopher and statesman over 2,000 years ago, and repeated by thousands of philosophers and statesmen since. If gratitude is so vital to finding happiness and fulfillment, then why do so many people ignore practicing gratitude and struggle through life not experiencing it? And why, for many of my early years, was I one of those people until I met Jerry McKevitt? For those of you who struggle with gratitude and all who want to get better at it, listen further to the path to gratitude, overcoming anxious care. In an invitation to a journey, David Mulholland defines this enemy of gratitude, anxious care. He writes, Care naturally arises when we are driven by the need to order and control our own lives. He explains that care is a natural response to the events around us, but then explores the emotional condition of excessive care beyond what we can control or what is healthy, which he calls anxious care. This hyper-focus on controlling outcomes, even well-intentioned ones, leads people to expend enormous amounts of energy to defend their control over their lives, rather than expending positive energy through recognizing the good in their lives. He further says that anxious care can become a consuming passion that misshapes all relationships, all events, and all activities in one's life. To me, I think of anxious care as the antithesis of gratitude, where gratitude is being thankful for what we have and acting out of that joy. Anxious care is being preoccupied with what we don't have and constantly acting out of excess stress to control outcomes. Some of us may have a personality type that is more serial project manager than joyful contributor. Others of us may have had significant life challenges from growing up that shaped us into relentless problem solvers. Still others may be a bit entitled thinking that we earned what we have or deserve the good in our lives rather than being grateful. And busyness or just too many things to do is yet another culprit hindering us from pausing long enough to feel gratitude. Now reflect for a minute on the three great lies we speak so much about in the forum. I am what I accomplish. I am what I have. And I am what people think of me. Not that accomplishments, possessions, and popularity aren't good. They can be. But when they become the outcomes we relentlessly chase for our self-worth, when accomplishments, possessions, and popularity become our master, anxious care takes over, making grateful living impossible. How could we possibly obsess over outcomes, whether noble or unhealthy, that are largely out of our control and experience gratitude at the same time? Well, the lesson I learned from my early life was that I couldn't. And a bit more about that story. While entitlement and possessions have never defined me, an outsized problem-solving mentality and chasing accomplishment and prestige were clearly a part of my inventory earlier in my life. 
And along with doing much that I'm proud of, I still suffered from an emotional attachment to accomplishments and reputations for reasons we've discussed. Sometimes I wondered whether I was too busy chasing things to notice more beauty and goodness. And then one day it dawned on me. Or was I choosing busyness and achievement over noticing more beauty out of fear I might not find more? Sounds like a living example of anxious care to me. As you all know, my journey from anxious care toward greater gratitude began as part of my my spiritual journey with uh, Father Jerry McEvitt at Santa Clara about 15 years ago. With great love and care, he taught me, the driver, the accomplishment, the fixer, and the achiever, that in his words, gratitude, heart-stopping gratitude, is the key to life. Jerry's words and his example were a game-changer for me. Gratitude for being loved and forgiven by my God. Gratitude for my gifts and how I was using them. Gratitude to be able to love and be loved. Gratitude for small things. Gratitude for lessons learned from challenges. Jerry found something in all things to be grateful for, and he taught me over the years to do the same thing. And that ongoing journey keeps teaching me that a more grateful life is always within reach if I have the desire to practice it. You know, we, we practice yoga nutrition, fitness, meditation. We practice at our hobbies like music, dance, and golf. And whether you're a naturally gifted musician, athlete, or intellect, or have to work hard to succeed, the key to getting better is practice. And I, like so many, have found the same is true with gratitude. Practice. Regardless of whether we are naturally grateful or working toward living with greater gratitude than we have, setting the intention can give us more of this virtue that unlocks all others. You know, as as F says, the greater the athlete, the more they practice. Why is that? He'll tell you because they have an insatiable desire to get even better than they are. And if Misty Copeland, Steph Curry, or the Dalai Lama can joyfully practice their craft for hours each day, even at their level, all of us might consider taking a few minutes each day to practice one of the most important leadership crafts, the gift of gratitude. So to all in our CCL community, Let's think about this. How about we dedicate ourselves to one or two practices of gratitude over the coming 30 days? And think of how we might inspire each other at our meeting in January through sharing our experience and explore the experiences of others. So here are a few suggestions to consider over the next 30 days. The first, how about the minute we wake up, before we check our mobile or mental to-do list, think of two to three things we can be grateful for this day. And not just mention them. Take a minute or two to think about each one and why it is real to you. Try to take it from your head to your heart and live it 
for that one day. Or another, how about before one meeting each day, take two to three minutes to reflect on the things to be grateful for in the relationship or relationships you are about to engage in, no matter how difficult or easy they are, and bring that spirit into your meeting. And finally, listen to the Dalai Lama's story in the Book of Joy excerpt on gratitude in this monthly forum newsletter. Take a really difficult challenge you have faced in the last five years. Can you learn from the Dalai Lama and take something to be truly grateful for in your life today because of that challenge? Can you hold on to the gifts from that challenge yet? Think about that. Think about all three, and we look forward to sharing with you in January. And as we approach the end of the year, I want to wish each of you a a wonderful Christmas and holiday season. And may you be blessed this season with a feeling of gratitude at least once over these holidays beyond your dreams. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody. Take care.